Warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. There is coarse language, adult themes, and general shit not suitable for kids. Heed this warning. Before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you'll have a mile away from them and you'll have their shoes. Brilliant. Now you do your own. Um, at this age, you can never trust a fart. <laughs> <laughs> now, I added in at this age because I have a mug that says that. Yeah. But one of the kids asked uh, Barry for some advice one day. And <laughs> without even drawing a breath, he said, never trust a fart. Just, just really quick like that. <laughs> and I, I think that's sound advice for anybody. There you go. <laughs> uh, so hi everybody, I'm Sean. I'm joined by my sister Catherine, as I'm going to say usual, in that we've done this once before. Um, and welcome to our podcast called Woofers. Woofers! There you go. The dulcet tones of my sister. Um, so we are a podcast where we're talking about gastric issues, gastric surgery, weight loss, weight the gain, yeah. the journey, uh, the mental health aspects of it. So we're trying to cover uh, a little bit of everything, uh, and this week we're going to talk about the the two week uh, period before your diet or before your uh, surgery pre op your pre op sir uh, pre op diet it's easy and then we'll to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk about the the morning of surgery kind of how you go in about doing it and then we'll do something a little lighter at the end. All right, so I uh, I had my gastric bypass surgery done in St. Vincent's Private in Dublin. Um, for reference for those who are just tuning in, a gastric bypass is where they isolate a third of your stomach. So two thirds of your stomach are no longer uh, accessible to food. Um, they isolate the one third and then they disconnect your stomach from your intestines and then reconnect it about a meter or so further down. Um, so obviously, they're going to be working around a lot in your innards. Um, and one of the biggest or the no, not the biggest organ in your body is your skin. But one of the biggest organs, the uh, biggest internal organs is your liver. And uh, if you are overweight, your liver is potentially also fat. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're going to be looking at a large liver. And the, the goal of the pre-op diet is to knock that down as low as possible. Um, so when they come to do the surgery, they can rifle around through your innards. And, uh, they can maneuver the surgery, can, or they, I should say. Yeah, yeah. They, can, they can maneuver and, and see what they want. Um, so the, the diet is a fairly um, intense one. Um, the, the one that I was given is 800 calories uh, a day and 70 grams of protein uh, they they want you to be having a, a lot of protein um so the the rough one is you can have uh, three portions of protein per day uh, a portion of protein is like two eggs uh, 75 grams of lean meat one small fillet of fish or chicken uh, one two to three slices of lean cooked meat uh, a half a tin of tuna in spring water not oil or four tablespoons of beans. 
uh, if your mouth isn't watering now, <laughs> it will be soon. It won't be watering. It won't be watering. <laughs> so, so you, you also have to drink two liters of water because your your mouth won't be watering. Um, you're also allowed uh, three portions of dairy a day, and they say dairy, but it's like taking all the nice stuff out of dairy. So, two hundred mils of skimmed milk, um, or dairy alternative. So, for those oat milk drinkers out there. A uh, hundred and fifty gram pot of a low fat or diet yogurt, um, thirty grams, the size of a matchbox of low fat cheese. I would describe that as half a mouthful. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have a big mouth. I have. A, I do have a big mouth, but that's uh, that's a bit aggressive. Uh, then you can have three portions of fruit and veg a day, um, but a maximum two of fruit. So you can have uh, one apple and one pear. Um, but the rest has to be cooked vegetables um, or a, a salad bowl or something like that. You can have two portions of carbohydrate per day um, and one portion is a single Weetabix. I assume that's the singular because Weetabix would be the plural. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is Weetabix, is Weetabix a, a singular or a plural? Because I have well, one Weetabix, two Weetabix. Yeah. One Weetabix. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So yeah, you're allowed one portion of fat, e.g. a thin scraping of low-fat spread, or two teaspoons of vegetable oil in cooking. I sound, I'm starting to sound like the M&S ad. Yeah, oh, you're making it sound like yeah. food porn. <laughs> it's not food porn, son. Yeah. So that's it, that you're allowed that much a day. So uh, three proteins, uh, three dairies, two proteins of carbo. sorry, two carbohydrates and one fat. Um... So when I when I started the diet, my I, I got the call just before Christmas that my surgery was coming up, and my uh, my diet start had to start on New Year's Eve. And and to be fair, so I'm cutting across there. Well, I think you got very little more than the two week notice. Like you you got enough time to get your head around. Oh no, mm. I'm having the surgery, <laughs> and then yeah, bang into the two weeks. Now you did know about it. As in, you knew about the process because I'd gone through it. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. But it was jarring, I think, particularly it, at Christmas. Yeah, at, at Christmas it was like, all right, it's, it's time to eat everything that I'll never be able to eat again. <laughs> so I, I went out immediately as soon as I heard and got some tins of roses and and heroes and whatnot. Didn't get any Quality Street because Quality Street are the worst quality of Street all. Are for losers. Yeah, not into Quality for Street. Yeah. I though, <laughs> right before Christmas in in London. If you went into John Lewis, you there was a pick and mix that was all quality, quality street. Oh, cool! And they had the legit quality street yeah. tubs. Yeah. But you could go in and just fill oh, it up with the you, like. only the ones you like, all the, and the none the of the duds. There's a lot of, the of nice yeah. stuff in a quality street, but yeah. the amount of duds in it is higher than average. I don't know the duds and roses. Listen, we're going off topic. We're here. going well off topic, and yeah. we shouldn't be talking about roses. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the I, I, now in a <laughs> I I heard uh, I was having the surgery just before Christmas. I went through the Christmas week, and then on New Year's Eve I had to start the diet. So New Year's Eve there was no drink. There was no they they do say avoid alcohol. Um, uh, uh, they have some example meal plans here, but we won't talk about those. Um, yet. Uh, you, you need to, due to the limited food choices in the diet, it's important that you start taking a complete multi multivitamin and mineral every day. 
Um, so you have to get whatever Centrium or the, the Boots A to Z is one that they list here. Uh, they tell you that you should eat. Do you know, sorry, do you know why they list those kind of ones? Because uh, uh, they have all the vitamins. <laughs> no, no, I asked um, a dietitian about this because I was like, what's wrong with just like little <laughs> or Aldi minerals and, and vitamins yeah, yeah. and stuff? The reason they recommend Centrum or Centrium, as Sean likes to call it. Is it Centrum? Okay, <laughs> yeah, Centrium. but whatever. Uh, but the reason they recommend those kind of ones and Pharmaton, etc., is because they're actually regulated. So there's only a certain few that are like approved yeah. and regulated that they can stand over the quality. Yeah. But a lot of the anecdotal research, etc., would say that the other vitamins are grand. I, I, so don't be without vitamins think, if you think. I think if it's anecdotal, it's not research. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of the anecdotal yeah, research. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's a good point. It's a good point. It's not. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. But uh, I think some of the findings might suggest that <laughs> the anecdotal findings oh you're a dickhead <laughs> um, still didn't say about these you, I know yeah but you eventually will call me one um, meals should be eaten regularly three times a day um, which I did fairly well I, I managed to get a, a couple of snacks in here or there they have a, a list of what they consider a snack but I, I think I sidestepped that landmine a bit um <laughs> Uh, meal, meals should be eaten slowly. Uh, so, yeah. The slower you eat, the more time you have to kind of realize you're full. Mm. And so I kind of had a, a head start with that because in the last few years I had uh, a lot of dental issues. You, you mentioned Sean McGeddon. I mentioned oh, Sean McGeddon. That was the... only the start of the, gotcha. the dental yeah. issues. I, I had to have most of my top teeth pulled out. And currently... Uh, talking through a denture at the moment um but once they did all that work i kind of had to it it took me longer to eat so i I was eating more slowly and i was noticing i was full and that's Uh, that's a really important thing you have to putting out because that's something that i learned after the operation was i'm i am now full my body gave me a message and that was it yeah that i hadn't felt before that if i was eating something that i loved I'd go, oh, this is so delicious. I'm full, but I'm going to eat it all anyway. Yeah. Well, you can't after the surgery because it, it forces your body yeah. to, to connect with your brain. But that's that's another trick is after the surgery, I've been eating. If I'm in a hurry, uh-huh. I will eat quickly. And if I eat quickly, I don't notice that I'm full until it's too late. One um, bite too many. One bite too one many. One bite too many. That's and that's the- dumping syndrome, for those who don't know, is when you dump too much uh, sugar, alcohol, or fat into your intestines or into your system uh, uh, in a short period of time. Um, and that will either cause a return to sender situation. <laughs> or, okay. <laughs> or, or it will kind of, it'll take its its fastest exit, whether it's you'll either poop up, or upward you'll poop. or downward. Yeah. I was or, trying to avoid saying puke or poop or poop. I I well happen, I go into uh, like a diabetic coma early. Mm. I I'll puke. I don't poop really. I puke and then I yeah go unconscious yeah. for about twenty minutes, forty minutes, and then yeah. I'm brand new again. Yeah. So try and what I'm saying yeah, is avoid trying, that, yeah. trying to eat I'm, slowly. I'm making it casual, but it's yeah. not casual. It's it's terrible. It's, it's uncomfortable. Mm. Um. On this diet, there's not a lot of fiber in it, so um, you have to drink at least uh, two liters of fluid over the day. 
um, or and you you might need to take some uh, fiber gel or some kind of uh, so fiber gel softener. would be like a psyllium husk. It's a psyllium husk sort of a. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're a psyllium husk. Yeah, my ass is psyllium husk. <laughs> <laughs> It's your mad too. Fucker. <laughs> I'm only messing. Love you, Betty. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, psyllium husk, you can buy that in like uh, like Walmart or you can buy yeah. it in like Boots or any of those places. Catherine is very confident that w- there will be a lot of American listeners. I'm just, because I have <laughs> yeah, Katrin, the direction of my life. Catherine is Katrin more is America a, aware. Catherine is an international person now. Um, Multicultural. One thing I will say, uh, all drinks should be sugar-free uh, with carbohydrate content of zero. So sugar-free squash, diet drinks, and zero versions of drinks are well, squash, acceptable. Squash is cordial. Yeah. Just uh, so the, the the kind of juice you have to dilute. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're allowed to drink Diet Coke or, or I drink I, a, I drank a lot of Pepsi Max. There's no, there's no I know, problem I with know. it. I know, you're right. You're right. But like, I... A, a, a lot of people have a problem with uh, the aspartame, mm. uh, the, the the artificial sweetener in these diet drinks. Because it messes with your brain. It it doesn't mess with your brain. <laughs> uh, it doesn't cause cancer. Um, aspartame. I thought it just gave your brain the wrong signal that no. made you feel like you were still hungry. A- aspartame is the most researched uh, food really? in the world because some. Doctor put out a, a research paper before it was peer reviewed, um, oh. where he had given mice thousands and thousands of percent more yeah, aspartame yeah, yeah. than than, than anyone could have gotten, and their tiny little mice, and some of those mice uh, got cancer. Um, Shut up. Yeah, and but before that was peer reviewed, it went straight. They were to smoking them. loads, were they? <laughs> before that's really why they got cancer. Before that result was peer reviewed. <laughs> They went. Snort. They went to the press with it before they went to the proper medical journals, oh, and then when they went to the medical journals, they they, they were like, oh, "Well, your your research is flawed in whatever way." But it's too late then. Because oh yeah, the deed is done. Yeah. You know, if you ask anyone, they'll say, "Oh no, that causes cancer," and it doesn't. Yeah, you know? yeah, I hear a lot. Of I mean, I for me, okay, I didn't think it caused cancer, right? But I did yeah. think that it. Uh, there's two different ways of having a diet, right? You have a diet where you abstain from something you say i am now no longer going to have sweet things mm. or you have a diet where you substitute the nice things you have yeah and that's where aspartame comes in so i've heard different differing arguments on the you know okay i'm going to substitute with, with as, aspartame products so it's confusing your body into thinking it's hungry or it's satisfied when it's really not mm-hmm. so i thought that it confused your messages and yeah. i thought that was one of the main reasons people wanted to yeah distance from aspartame uh, i i had also heard that i'd heard then elsewhere that it, that's nonsense but <laughs> but but who nonsense. who do you trust I'm, you know like I, I if you're a peer-reviewed scientist any yeah, day of the week exactly but and not a lot of people have access to peer-reviewed scientists and mm. they have access to wikipedia that could be edited that's by anybody that's you the know? problem yeah um but yeah, but the the point that I was getting at is the 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 diet coke is fizzy, and they they are fairly quick to point out that once you've had your surgery, you won't be able to drink fizzy drinks. Mm. At least for you might have heard some sparkling wine be poured into Catherine's oh, cup there. <laughs> um, so at least for the for the first few months after your surgery, first foreseeable. Um, the uh, 
the the bubbles take up too much space when you're trying to drink uh, uh, oh it's painful though it's actually painful yeah I I haven't tried because I'm terrified (laughs) well for me initially I I found it Hmm. you know because because you have to literally sip it but if I was somewhere and I I suppose I'd go oh I'll have a Diet Coke you know and Hmm. you go oh shit I shouldn't have asked for a Diet Coke once you have it with loads of ice it kind of cuts out some of it and then like don't use a straw ever because you guzzle with straw, yeah, and that's gonna cause you problems. Yeah, you're bringing a sip. lot of air in while you're exactly while you're air and the extra straw. fizz from the yeah, yeah. from the coke. So yeah, sorry, yeah. keep going. So then they have a, a list of healthy cooking stuff. Um, meals should be prepared by boiling, steaming, or dry frying. Mmm, boiled stuff. <laughs> uh, remove the skin when eating chicken. It's high in fat. Which is unfortunate because the nicest part of the chicken is the skin. Clearly. Um, My kids eat the skin off salmon. I was telling you that. It's yeah, gross, yeah. Isn't it? uh, like, gross. it oh, shouldn't be gross. gross. It's not, oh, but. Oh, this is it. Salmon and this, it's fucking, you know, if they made crickets mm. that I couldn't tell them apart from a burger, you know, that it's going to save the world if we can either either make meat in factories. In in labs or uh, apparently that's on the cards. So like oh, they they there. can do it, but it's it's not it's not close enough yet. Mm, okay. Um, anyway, so uh, alcohol avoid alcohol is very high in empty calories, but it's delicious. Um, sweet and bakery products are are high in sugar and fat. Who would have known? But clearly you because come here. I no. I've always I've always <laughs> known. Um. Avoid. That, you raise a good point. You've always said, well, we all know. Like, we don't yeah. need to go to Weight Watchers. We don't need to go to yeah. Slimming World well, or, no. or these other things, or dietitians. We know the rules. I, so just... But I know the rules because I've been to Weight Watchers and because I've been to dietitians and done all this kind of stuff. You know, you don't get to be as, well, well, as gonna, fat gonna... as we got yeah. without learning along the way but how I, to diet. I want to raise a really good word of wisdom that I got from uh, the only other podcast I've found. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is you need to be in a program even though you know it all you've gone through it yeah. you need to be in a program you need to be focused you need you need accountability yeah that's what it is it's not that you don't know yeah everyone knows most people know if you eat a big fucking cream cake it's not good for you but it's delish but it's not good and you're not going to go for a walk for 20 minutes and get rid of that cream cake it's yeah. not going to happen well you need to be in a program for accountability yeah I, I Am agree. I to quote the, the person's name? Yeah. Rieger Cortell, yeah. Uh, the weight loss surgery podcast, fucking changed my life. She's an amazing, oh, she's amazing. She's a nurse practitioner in America. Yeah. Fucking. Quality. Excellent. So then they go on to uh, healthy snacks. <laughs> uh, a boiled egg. Mm. I like a boiled egg in a salad every now and then, but I. Oh, but it better be. Fucking runny. <laughs> uh, that like a boiler, do you? Another quote. That's what I was going to do earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, another healthy snack is two lean slices of meat uh, and oh, slash a handful of chunks of lean cooked meat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the sugar-free jelly is not the worst in the world. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, a small tin of tuna. Mixed with balsamic vinegar. Oh my god. Is a snack. Fucking vinegar and fish. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, Fishy vinegar. Fishy vinegar, my <laughs> favourite. A handful of raw vegetables. And a small bowl of salad with balsamic vinegar or lemon juice. It's all about the balsamic. The balsamic. Yeah. Maybe they have stock in balsamic juices. Balsamia. And balsamia, I don't know. <laughs> the, um, the snack that I used to have, I used to save up one dairy and one fruit. And I would uh, slice up an apple because I can't eat an apple because of my teeth. Oh, I'd slice up an apple um, and have a, a, a low-fat yogurt. And I'd dip the apple into the yogurt. And it was tremendous. I know. Isn't it terrible? Oh, it's it's not terrible. It was great. I, I but remember doing the, it. And Barry goes, could you not just... And I, he definitely, like, he wasn't being an asshole. He's like, oh, if you could just eat like that, you'd be grand, like. You yeah. need the surgery. Yeah. But I could just eat like that. Dip and fucking scald the apple. Just <laughs> <laughs> scald the yogurt. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that was it. Like, when I did <laughs> when I did the two-week diet, it was great. I lost piles of weight, you know. I, I, I lost a lot of weight. My blood sugars were really good. I was still on the diabetic medication at that but stage. All your focus is on it. All your focus. All your focus is on it all the time. Mm. The second I'd get to, like, if I hadn't had the surgery... I would already be back to my normal weight. Ah, you would, you would. I agree. You know, because mm. I, I would have said, oh, well, that's enough of that. Where's where's the Chinese? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, that was that's my two-week diet. Um, Catherine has done two two-week diets because she has had two both a gastric, a gastric sleeve and, uh, and then a, a gastric bypass four years later. Yeah. So, it's on to me. I, it sounds like it's on to you. Yeah, okay. So Sean talked a lot there. I'm going to really summarize this shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I didn't have as comprehensive a multidisciplinary service that Sean had. Because I went to Belgium both times. That is definitely not to shit on Belgium. It's fucking deadly. Couldn't, couldn't recommend them enough. Summarizing it. All I was told to do was a low fat diet. That's it. That mm-hmm. was my instruction. I just got advice on low-fat diets and making sure I follow a low-fat diet so that my liver would shrink because the fear of God was put into me that I would, you know, make my way to Belgium. They would open me up and then if my liver's not shrunk, they won't be able to do the surgery. So I had to take it like super duper, duper seriously. Mm. First time, no problems. Everything was fine. They did say that I had uh, onset of fatty liver syndrome. There was a fancy word for it, but... Fatty liver. Uh, I was uh, I was threatened with that as well. Mm. They they there's a service you can get in certain pharmacies in Ireland mm-hmm. where they'll uh, punch you in the stomach with uh, what? Uh, no, they they have this machine that they put in various parts of your your stomach. Sure. And it gives a big bang. It just pushes in yeah. and then listens to the the way. It's like an ultrasound, but they slap you. Yeah. Um. Never like they don't, they don't slap you with a hand. They have a machine that that slaps, slaps you, and it, it kind of it images your liver with, with a non-invasive uh, yeah. liver imagery. Shut and up. because I was overweight and diabetic, um, I got on the trial for that when yeah. my pharmacy started doing it. No way. Yeah, yeah. And I went in, and they said, uh, you're "Well, your woman, <laughs> your woman who was who was doing the thing, it's 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 not even a nurse. They just train up punters yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on how to do it. Your woman who was doing it did the thing, and then when when she was finished, she kind of came up to me like she was telling me I was about to die, 
and oh, said, no. I, I think your liver is really fat. Oh, God. <laughs> and she yeah, didn't say news that. Flash. Yeah, news flash. It's like the rest of me. News just in. News just in. You're fat. Um, and yeah, I was referred to to a liver specialist, um, who I told I'm working on this surgery and they'll be looking at me liver face to face eventually. So, oh, Jesus Christ, you know. But so so yeah. But elbow, elbow deep in get, liver. getting getting your uh, liver shrunk is is a critical. It part is of a it. really big thing, and uh, anyone who's considering the surgery, uh, like anything you look up, that's that's the concern is making sure you get your liver yeah. sorted. So first time I just did a low fat diet. I was the fattest I ever was when I went ever was when I went for the first operation. But I did what Sean said there, you know, like I found out my surgery day and then ate <laughs> as we said it last week, like there's no one watching mm. until you know, and my husband goes, It's not a competition to see how many calories you're gonna eat in a day, Catherine. Yeah. Uh yeah, but I was just like, Well, I'm not gonna be able to eat again. Like this is so important. But anyway. Did me two weeks, got my surgery the first time. Second time, I was, I took it so seriously because we were in the height of COVID. What if I got over there after jumping through the COVID hoops and I couldn't have the surgery? And I think I put a lot of health, uh, my hopes and health hopes and dreams on the surgery because I had been diagnosed with a neurological condition and, and all these other things that had happened in those four years where I thought this was actually really, really important. So hmm. I have to make sure I do it. So I looked up the whole university. I went for diet option one, right? So there's two diet options for the uh, NHS Hull University Hospital have a pre-op diet. Um, now, again, I was just told low-fat diet, but I wanted to make sure, because I was drinking like a fish, I was eating like a maniac. I was like, I have to make sure my liver gets shrunk. So follow this diet, right? So three pints of, oops. Pints. It's English. It's UK. Like, yeah, I, I have the I have the other. If the, well, I other know, no, no, no. I'm not worried about the conversion. I can do that it one says in my head. Three but. pints, approximately eighteen hundred mils, or nine glasses uh, of skimmed milk. Whose glass? No, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Merchantry, John, of the highest degree, <laughs> right? And then it says red top bottle of milk. Usually, please check label. So it's it's for the. Shopping uninitiated, though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, then it has sugar-free jelly made with water, or you could be fancy and use some of your three pints of milk to make it. So you have like pink jelly. Oh, it's nice, kiss, baby. No, it's disgusting, Sean. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Are you kidding me? Fuck this shit, <laughs> right? And then unlimited, right for your unlimited. Now this is gonna get good. It's getting good. Unlimited water, tea, coffee, no added sugar squashes, like Sean said, cordials. Milk for tea and coffee should be taken out of your allowance of your three pints a day. And that is it, my friends. That is it. That's mm. what they recommend. And then also, as Sean said, and to be fair to NHS whole, like uh, they really do emphasize the importance of your multivitamin making sure you're getting enough just water and stuff so they they do point all that out mm. um so like it, it like it's a sound enough diet like you know because you're, you're really trying hard however there is a diet option too which is for people who may have diabetes and the concern there would be ensuring you have stable blood sugars throughout the day mm. so i don't have diabetes so i didn't necessarily have the same concerns as sean would have had um and when you do have 
it's very similar to what Sean described. So um, I'm not going to waste everybody's yeah. time reading it out again. But uh, yeah, it's the same sort of thing where you're having, you know, a small amount of protein, a small amount of carbs or tiny, limited or no carbs, etc. Um, right. So I started off doing the jelly day one, operation two, and I got to day two. And then I was a monster. So then mm. I said, fuck this shit. And I made some vegetable soup with cabbage. So it was mainly just cabbage yeah. and beef stock. Mainly. Yeah. Chew an onion in sometimes. Chew a carrot in other times. That's what I had for two weeks. And didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I, I Actually, I also had oxos. So yeah. the person, I had, a, I had a bariatric buddy. And she recommended oxos. I went, oh my God, oxos, bleh. They fucking changed my life. Yeah. Oh my God, I'd been lost without them. They're flavoursome and they don't make you feel sick. And So what? what is oxo? Oh, sorry, an oxo is a beef stock, but it's like a type of beef stock that you don't necessarily use in cooking. It, like, it makes 250 mils. Yeah. So it's a particular type of beef stock. I think it's UK-ish. I think it's a UK-based thing and it, it's... Uh, compacted powder yeah that so you, crunch you, you crumble it up into hot water and mm. you get what could be beef stock or a, a beefy kind of hot drink I suppose. <laughs> yeah so it depends uh, you right? know do you know that sounds really appetizing how about a beefy hot drink oh, so, so, <laughs> gross. Like, so i know but, but no it's delicious it I, I i drank it when i was going through mine as but well it was it great me, i was just like wah, wah, and that was before i was even very pukey but uh, no, honest to God, I just thought, what a horror show. Like, is this my life? And then I had a, an oxo and I was like, mm, I think I can get through yeah. this. I think I can get through it. So I suppose my takeaway would be, and I, like, what actually, sorry, another thing that I would point out for my two weeks would be, my second two weeks was the more profound, I would say. Um, I bought a second freezer mm. and I cooked family dinners that would last me a month. Ooh, I, two freezers. Yeah, I know. And, and even when I bought it, I said I should have just bought like an American fridge freezer instead of buying yeah, a second yeah. freezer. Yeah. But here we are. Now I have a fucking fridge freezer and a freezer. Um, but what I did was I filled it with food so I didn't have to cook. Because I'm the cook yeah. in the house. My husband doesn't like cooking and that's totally fine with me. It's not his thing. He does other things. <laughs> not sure what they are at the minute, but uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that is my job and, and I'm okay with that. I, I still love cooking. I love food. Mm. Love food. Still love cooking. But I did that to prepare. And I think preparation is key for those two weeks. Those two weeks are so, so important. Yeah. And you have to tell people that this is happening. You have to be prepared and not get caught off guard. And if you're the cook, you know, cook food, batch cook, do whatever you have to do. And, yeah. And, you know, clear your slate so you can. I, I think in, in that sense, I was lucky because my two weeks were mm-hmm. kind of right after Christmas where you wouldn't be seeing a lot of people anyway. I, I, you took your kids over for New Year's Day for dinner. As exactly, well, to, yeah. To kind of, you know. So I, I wasn't seeing a lot of people. The di- like, so before I started my two weeks, Catherine told me that the two weeks are the hardest bit. Not only Catherine, but uh, the surgeon told me as well. Yeah. You know, so like, look, your brain. Uh, like this your bit is hard because shrunk. your stomach's not shrunk. Yeah. Your body's not ready for this. It's gonna be a surprise. But once you've had the surgery, your body can handle. You're brand new, yeah. You're, well, you're 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 hardly brand new. You know, there's there's other things go on, but food is the least of your worries once yeah, you've had true. the surgery. That's true, that's true. You know. Are you not hungry? Uh, yeah, the 
once you've had the surgery you're not hungry the two weeks like I said they weren't that bad for me uh, Catherine was more profoundly affected by I, her well weeks. I actually one thing I did for my two weeks was I knew I had these really big two big projects in work that I had to get finished mm. and I said right I'm going to double down I stayed home I didn't even go up to our little work office I stayed mm. home I had just gotten a new puppy who is Adorable. Um, and is not a puppy anymore and is now called a bastard. And he's the same size as me, but he's still <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> Tiffany! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I stayed home and I just worked my, my bollocks off. I yeah. just worked really, really hard to distract myself from food and just had lots and lots of cabbage soup <laughs> for yeah. two weeks and oxos and yeah. jelly, fucking jelly. If I never eat a piece of jelly again. No, like uh, I, I, what I did to to stay online, as I said, I had the list of. What you did to stay online. On track. <laughs> so what I did to stay on track, I have a whiteboard in my kitchen, and I put a a, a table on it, of the days of the week and uh, protein. Oh yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All the things, and when I had the thing that I had, I'd check it off. Okay. So then, towards the end of the day, like when it comes time to cook and dinner. You I can look can and have. say, oh, I can have a, a mm. protein and two vegetables. <laughs> so now I uh, will we'll have a quick chat about the morning of surgery. I, I don't think this bit will take a, a, a long time. Do you want to go for yours? Uh, sure. Um, surgery morning is absolutely terrifying. You're terrified. You, you think I'm going to get fucking anesthetic and die. And I'm never going <laughs> to see my kids again. And you're like, shit. And then you wake up. And they're like, yes, it went grand. And you're like, really? Really? I'm alive? And and it's just quite stressful. Um, so that's how it was for me both times. Yeah. And both times I said, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do the surgery? Because before you go to sleep, they say, now listen, if your liver's not shrunk, we may not be able to do the surgery. So you were thinking about that as you're going to sleep. And then you wake up going, oh, I wonder, did they do the surgery? I wonder, <laughs> am I all, you know, like, is everything A-OK? So that that's what it was like for me, I suppose. And... I suppose that's it. Like it's, it, and depending on where you are on the on the on the slate for surgery, will depend how long you're stuck waiting. Yeah. To go down and yeah, it can be can be very nerve wracking. I think. Yeah. I think you need to be very kind to yourself, and I think it's nice to know. So bearing in mind you were in Belgium, so you yeah. woke up that morning in the hotel. No, in the hospital. Oh, you went into the hospital the night before your surgery. Oh no, sorry, I woke up in the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I thought you meant after the surgery. No, no, no. See, you wake up in the ho- in the hotel. And you walk across. Because the hotel is kind of on the hospital grounds. It's walking distance. It's, okay. it's very, very close. It's yeah. not quite on the ground, but it's like, you know, if you were thinking about the matter, mm-hmm. it would be the distance from, do you remember the Temple Nightclub? Across Club? the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be the distance. <laughs> I wish you could see Sean's face. <laughs> He's I, like, I know it well. <laughs> I, I was on stage in the Temple Nightclub as Santa, performing my Santa routine to uh, 5,000 students. Good times. Living your best lives. Living your best lives. Working off the calories now as we speak. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's how close it was. And when you book the surgery, um, you book it and they say, oh, they give you a, a taxi from the hotel to the hospital. And, and as we're walking in, I'm going, what's that? It's not the hospital, you know. I might gotta get a taxi from here to there. Again, a lot of people who get the surgery might need a taxi from here to there. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, I think they use their discretion and yeah. kind of say, "Listen, 
can walk over to the hotel. Yeah. Don't be a lazy <laughs> bitch. And we walk, and you walk over, and it's grand. Now, I'll be honest. The first time I went, I had a partner with me. I, Barry came yeah. with me and minded me and protected me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Second time because of COVID. They were talking about COVID hotels and all this stuff where you had to pay two thousand euro. Yeah. It would have made it unachievable. Yeah. So I went with a, a bariatric buddy. So it was like the blind leading the blind, honest to God, <laughs> fat leading the fat. The two of us, you want to see, it was like waddling out of the place in bits, sore. But we got back to our hotel and we were fine. And and that's the reality. It's, so it's, hold on, you had to walk back to the hotel after yeah, the surgery? Yeah, but it's very close. It's very close and, and you have to do a walk. And you're a few walk. days after and you have to do that walk, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing lo- laps and laps. Yeah, of the, yeah. Like they were very, like get up and get going, you yeah, know. Just yeah. get, get moving, don't mm. none of this nonsense. And that's it. And we had to, because we were going to have to go to the airport and walk through the airport and all this yeah. messing. So, yeah, no, like we did and again, all that. In fairness, you could have called the airport and had them meet you with a wheelchair. Well, I booked assistance because, as noted earlier, Catherine has now a neurological problem. That's true. That causes her to need to transition from place <laughs> to place. Story for another day. And uh, my pal I was with was like, oh, I don't know. Don't know. I think mm. we'll just walk through. And we got about halfway through and she was like, I think we should have got the assistance. Yeah. We were nearly dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. Boys, we, like, I say that, we were nearly dead. That's very dramatic. We were grand. Yeah. We were grand. But I would recommend getting the assistance. Yeah. Just to be kind I, to yourself. Well, when I gentle. had my appendix out in America, I had to get assistance on the way back. Mm. And I was scarlet the whole time. Yeah, it's more you fun, know, isn't it? It's, it's just... I mean, you get to skip the when cues. You're you're when you're big and fat and getting pushed around by somebody, mm. it doesn't. It's not a good look. You get to skip the cues, which is nice, but then everyone's kind of looking at you, going, "What's wrong with him?" You know. The person I went with was a little bit bigger than me, and she had she hadn't had the journey I'd had before, mm. nor has she a neurological condition. So she was just not in a place. Yeah. To to do that. Yeah. And and that's fine. And I had to respect that too because yeah. you know, that's the way it is. And I was like, okay, cat cat oh, dig deep. Dig, dig deep, deep and get through this shit. Cool. Oh. So my my morning of was I think a different affair altogether because I was getting it done in Dublin. Um I, I got into Saint Vincent's and uh registered to to kind of go in. They bring you over to this Pre before the the like a week before the surgery, I had to go and have a, a COVID test to make sure I was I didn't have COVID, but then they bring you into a kind of pre uh, admissions ward mm. where they kind of do all the triage. Well, they do all the blood tests. Mm. They did an ECG. Mm. Uh, they did all sorts all of stuff. Too. Then they had to do, they do the one where they make sure you don't have the, what's the super bug thing? Uh, MRSA. MRSA, yeah. Um, now, I've seen other people have, have gone in and the nurse has to go and swab your... Uh, your privates? Your privates. Shut up. And I was like, oh no, this nurse is going to... Oh, shut up. But she just, she said, here's your swab, off you go, you know, into the, into the, into the toilet. I didn't have to do that. Well, they're, they're maybe they're less worried about MRSA in Belgium. Cleaner, I'd say. Cleaner. It's cleaner. cleaner. And then they brought you in. <laughs> <laughs> they're worried the about place it now. The is lousy with MRSA now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they did that. And uh, then the the clinical, the, the surgical team came around and said, hey, how's it going? 
told me I was first on the roster, so I wasn't waiting around I for was long. the first on the roster for my one. Yeah. But my pal was the last on the Oof, roster. Ouch. I know, she was left waiting like something like two and a half or three hours. Yeah. After I went. And yeah. she kept going, you know, it's catching okay, it's catching okay. And they yeah. were like, oh, she'll be fine, she'll be fine, don't worry. And no one told her. Yeah. And she's fucking freaking out. Because <laughs> she has to go down and she's thinking, oh, well, Catherine's dead. Yeah. So she's dead and they're going to bring me down and then I'm going to be dead. Yeah. Everyone's dead. And how I, are we going to get home from Belgium because we're dead? They they probably rarely kill more than one person in a day. A day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in a party of you two. Know? Oh, stop. Uh, so, so you dying would probably be a good sign for her. Yeah, <laughs> she'd be winning. <laughs> I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice, but yeah, I I I uh, then went up. They poked me with a, a cannula. I I do have a thing, especially when they're doing blood tests. I have deep veins, and uh, not often, O'Brien's veins. It, it, it's often it takes a couple of goes to to get blood out of me, so it, it took them a while at that. But they got it in the end, and uh, then they put me to sleep, and I woke up in the ward. And waking up in the ward, I uh, see. I've actually done this a few times because I was I, I got a general anaesthetic in America, mm-hmm. and then I was sedated heavily for the colonoscopy. Colonoscopy, no, the endo- endoscopy. Endoscopy. It was in the in the mouth, not the Boom. the other end. Um, and I have a tendency when I'm coming around <laughs> to try and be funny with the nurses. And John. John. I always try and be funny yeah, with the nurses. I, no, I always try and be funny with everyone. But I, I, in in retrospect, I, I am never actually funny with the <laughs> nurses. It's always it's just weird. saying weird, random shit. And then a while later, I'm like, what What did I say to them? Oh, my God. It's scarlet. Um, but yeah, I woke up and, and post-surgery, I was out of it. You know, I the they had sent my stuff because you go straight from that um, a pre-op, a pre-admittance ward to surgery. So I hadn't been to my ward first. Yeah. So all my stuff, box of stuff, all yeah. my stuff is just left there, and box. they sent it to the wrong ward. So when I was just about coming through, my phone wasn't there, my pajamas weren't there, there was none of my stuff there. I was like, I can't call anyone to say I am yet living. Mm. You know, and I was a bit freaked out and the nurses were really busy so they couldn't look into it until much later. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was it was weird coming out of it. But again, I was like, oh, I'm awake. That means I'm not dead. Well, just so <laughs> you know, success. Belgium didn't lose my stuff. And nobody is hating Belgium here. You know, <laughs> I didn't have to get on a plane after I had my surgery. I just got a lift home, which was great. Um... Cool. So yeah, that was the the morning of our surgeries. I think we'll probably end up talking more about after our surgeries. Yeah. Uh, in the in the coming weeks and and even just just uh, talking about the the differences mm. in our experience, I suppose. Yeah. Because mm. there's the the application for kind of how we get where we're how you get as far as the surgery. Um. In we we have some amount of experience in. Uh, Private abroad, private in Ireland, and public in Ireland. Yeah, that's uh, true. And they are all very different kettles it's very of fish. Very upsetting. One of them is very upsetting. Can you guess which one? <laughs> Getting it done publicly in Ireland is a ghastly nightmare. It's a ghastly nightmare. Thank you, Billy Connolly. Yeah, ghastly nightmare. Ghastly nightmare. And we'll 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 probably delve into that next week, um, because it's it's an important <sighs> one. 
uh, th- there's a lot of hoops to jump through, but but knowing how to jump through them yeah. takes some of the heartache and the oh, just the stress and the fear. Yeah. Fear. I think there's a lot of fear. For me, there was a lot of fear. I I thought this is a given. Mm. I'm an Irish citizen. This is a given. I'll just log in. I'll wait as long as I have to wait. I get the service. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. And I was devastated with the <laughs> shenanigans that ensued. So we'll 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 talk about that next week. Um as as is now tradition, I'd like to end with a joke. Well so which happens first? An well, insult you, or a joke? You did an insult first last week, so So you're gonna do your joke first? So I might do my joke first if that's acceptable to you. Fine by me. Two nuns went to a shop uh, in the market. They were taken really long and one said, Sister Mary, it's getting dark and we're so far away from the convent. I know, Sister Rose, but there's a man following us. Oh, what does he want? He wants to have his wicked way with us. What can we do? Let's separate. You go left and I'll go right. The man followed Sister Rose. Sister Mary reached the convent uh, and became worried. And an hour later, Sister Rose appeared. What happened? I started to run, and so did he. And then, he caught up with me. Oh my God, what did you do? I lifted up my dress, Sister. And what did he do? He dropped his pants. And then, it's obvious, isn't it? A nun with her dress lifted up can run much faster than a man with his pants down. <laughs> That's the most stupid joke. <laughs> Ever. It is not the most stupid joke ever. We will come to that soon. <laughs> uh, and now Catherine is going to insult me from, or insult all of us, uh, from the random Irish insult generator. Oh, I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> I know that one. Okay, are we ready? Yes, I'm born ready. That donkey's a real Amadon. But I'm... With a roar like a Doran's ass. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I can only assume it's Jamie Doran. The I, famous his, actor. I'd let his ass roar at me any day. <laughs> <laughs> roar away, Jamie. Read it out again. <laughs> that donkey's a real Amadon with a roar like a Doran's ass. And so a, an Amadon yeah. is an Irish word for a fool. A Gaelga word. Gaelga word. That's a, that's not even a thing. Uh, it's Osgaelga. It's For fool. Anyway, so thanks Go very Sean. much. <laughs> thanks very much, everybody, for uh, tuning in uh, this week. Our email address is wooferspodcast at uh, gmail dot com, and we also have a Twitter because this is hilarious. We also have a Twitter uh, at wooferspodcast. Uh, so please get in touch if you want to share your story. Um, we'll be back next week uh, thanks very much for listening and just to finish everything off and just to note that um, if you are having any mental health sort of stuff or if you're finding things tough reach out to someone for help don't be on your own make sure that you, you know you understand this is a whole journey and you're, you know there are people there to help so. uh, we'll have uh, links to some mental health resources on the thing and with that, we'll say good night. Thank you. <laughs>